This episode is brought to you by Plus 7 Intelligence, a podcast about how games impact people and influence our lives in surprising ways. You can find Plus 7 Intelligence in your favorite podcast directory. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Jose Cardona with Ali Matu. Hi. Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. Every week I mix it up. I never know which order I'm going to go in. I like that. Someone should, like, run a study on, like, if you're actually <laughs> random about it. I don't want to find out who, who is Hostway's favorite. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think the PhD student should do it because, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Cool. Just I'll pull up my SPSS. It's going to be fun. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are a show about... What are we a show about? Um, that's <laughs> what I want to talk stuff. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things so, and stuff. So, so I, I want to kind of reaffirm the the original idea of of geek therapy, which was always basically how geek culture could be used for social impact, right? For social good. Um, and at the beginning, it wasn't mental health focused at all. Even though at the time I was a mental health clinician. I was still more of an engineer than I was a clinician at that point. And that was a long time ago. And over time, uh, there have been moments where I've focused in more on mental health just because of the people who were around me, the people who I was able to talk to, the people who I was connecting with, like Ali, like Lara. But then over time, something, something interesting happened. People like Lauren, who aren't, who don't have clinical background, and are 100% on board with the with the original idea that we always had. Um, we have, like, if you go on the forum, um, Jan is like, Jan uh, Ramos, he's like writing stuff up all the time and he's super involved in the community and he is a medical student. Um, one of the people who runs our, or who does most of our, or half of our Twitch streams right now, he is a nurse. And we have a geek therapy blog that's in Spanish that's by an occupational therapist. So I wanted to take some time to acknowledge kind of that side of it and kind of bring, bring geek therapy back to, to that original vision that I, for me, it never really went away. But over time, uh, we've, we've kind of focused on different things. Like, so, so for all of what is geek therapy podcast season two was me and Lara building up the GT library, which don't ask me about the library right now. But hey. <laughs> the idea was to how we could take different forms of media and and use them as conversation starters, right? That's mostly a media psychology thing, right? It, it wasn't always a strictly clinical mental health thing. And the, we weren't talking about diagnoses or disorders necessarily, or, or not all the time. So it was, I think already at that point, I think that was a good example of us trying to do something that was not just mental health. And that was a lot of fun. And I think it was very, very helpful. We got a lot of good feedback from that, even though the actual library still isn't a a tangible thing. So I want to kind of get a a thought from from you, Lauren, first about uh, how you kind of feel about all this stuff and and geek therapy in in general. And because then I want to ask you guys about... um, pretty much ask you some advice uh, about how to do certain things to kind of focus more on different areas or celebrate a, a few different things. And then I want to give you some updates on some things that are going on. So how do you feel about this, Lauren? 
how do I feel about geek therapy? Yeah. Positively. Good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It sucks. <laughs> uh, no, I I really love geek therapy and and what it stands for and and how uh, how how geek therapy has grown since I first um, encountered the network um, through Psych Tech. And um, honestly, uh, Psych Tech was was a big push in for me into media psychology because I got so excited about what you guys were doing, where you were you were talking about technology and geek stuff and comic books and video games and TV shows and talking about you know mental health and your own mental health and and mental health practices and and using media as a way to connect with people and, and you know that is always I'm sure that's most people's ex- experience but there's something very nice about you know coming in contact with a stranger or a not well known acquaintance and being able to like really nerd out about something and and get that real good excited social presence feeling that that is what geek therapy is to me and that is why I care about it because I think that it's for social good, it's it's a, a small way that um, we are using the tools that are already in our world, the media we consume, and using it uh, as a way to bring people together. And I think that's really beautiful. And I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I, I like that you brought up PsychTech and that that's where you you found us, basically. Mm-hmm. And so over over the years, or, or even like being part of this show, do you feel like not having a clinical background? Do you, did you ever feel like out of place or that some of this <laughs> stuff like wasn't for you? No, I'm serious because at, at, at times I've felt like if we like we go too much into the mental health part or even sometimes in, in some of the like in the Facebook group, uh, there have been people who come in. It's like, oh, is this a group for therapists? And I've always tried to make that not be the case. I've tried to be as upfront about it not being that way as possible because I don't want it to be a group of just therapists. I want it to be because I think that there's so much to gain from the community at large. There's so much to gain. Yeah, yeah. I, I there, there's a, a couple levels at play here. Um, I mean, I I've been a psych student for a long time now at this point, and so I I have taken you know clinical psych classes, so I have a little little tiny teeny bit of background knowledge um so i don't feel like i'm a total outsider there but i mean even you know even on this podcast um <laughs> uh sometimes i get a little imposter syndrome where i feel like you guys are are so much more of experts uh to be hearing as voices in this field than i am but you know i'm studying media psychology and i do feel at least Gen- generally okay about <laughs> speaking my opinion as far as um, media site goes. Lauren, hint: I still get imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to avoid, unfortunately. I mean, especially because I, I, you know, I look up to all of you guys so much, anyways. But um, I, I agree with you, Josue. I really, I think it's really important uh, to not get too clinical and not get too technical because I want the voices of other people who, you know, maybe are looking to uh, dip their toes into the the psychology side, but aren't ready to, you know, start buying $120 textbooks. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like you just had to buy some. No, not at all. Um, Lara never listens to the show unless she's not on it. And recently she wasn't on the show. And I remember, Lara, you texted me like, oh, like uh, Lauren had the best insights. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I were listening to the podcast on the way back from Disneyland. And there were a couple points where we, la- we were both like, look, what, what about this? What about this? And you guys would all hit it like, two minutes after we were like, but what about? And then there was one moment where we just looked at each other and we're like, Lauren's nailing this right now. She sounds <laughs> great. She knows what she's talking about, um, which was great to see because there are a lot of times where we get super clinical and and you back off because it's not necessarily your expertise. And But even then, everybody has, I, I feel like everybody has a... Um, a piece of the puzzle and something to contribute to the conversation, even if we are talking about mental health more, more specifically. That's always been my hope for the show, right? I think we all have different things to contribute on, on my part. I try to very rarely, I'm not going to say never, but I try to rarely use clinical terms Mm -hmm. or the scientific terms just to keep it more, more general. Like we didn't do that during mental health month, but in general, I try to keep it more experiential. I try to talk about about feelings and emotions than actually going into, again, the actual psychological terms or scientific terms. And and I like it when when someone else brings those up because it brings different perspectives, and I can kind of try to keep it grounded. I don't know how successful I am at actually conveying the information, but I'm I'm trying to still you know share the ideas or or relate the ideas to, to the things that we're talking about. So Lauren represents a big part of the community that I think is, again, super important. So many wonderful insights and so many great stories and so much passion really comes from certain members of the group who are not clinical. And I've come to, and this is me, this is bitter Josue, okay, talking. So like what's happening now in the in the forum and the way that the Facebook group is working, like those things are what I always envisioned for gay therapy. But some of the people, especially the people who I started talking to, the and 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 Ali, I don't mean this like uh, as a I'm not trying to like uh, like offend you or anything like that. I don't think it should come off that way. But like you're a busy person, mm-hmm. right? So you're not as involved as I wish you were in other things that are going on. And there are a lot of people who were here at the start who are just off doing their own thing and maybe tangentially connected, but don't really aren't as involved in the end of day to day as as like as in my dreams we 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 all were and. I'm, and I'm, I think I'm pretty realistic about that. I don't expect anyone, not even me, to check into the forum every day or check into the Facebook group every day or multiple times a day. I don't. And, and I'm there a lot, right? You but are there a lot. I am there a lot. Well, I'm, I'm you know, keeping an eye on things. But I wish that more people were, were more active. And the truth is that I feel that the people who are not mental health clinicians are the ones who are the most active. And... And that just like just proves my 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 point that I've always tried to make, which is that it's so important to get everybody's opinion and to get all of these things, um, all these stories and all of these insights out there and put them together in one place. And if we're we're all sharing a space, we can we can really really benefit from that. Laura, you're like an in between. I'm I'm an in between. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Because I or like Lauren isn't on Facebook, right? Right. <laughs> at right. all. And um, but you are on Facebook. 
and I post I post sometimes. I'm not on as fa- on Facebook as much as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I check in in the forums when I can. Uh, I at least read this stuff. So, and I I value the opinions that people are throwing out there, and sometimes I comment here and there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I've got um, a few things that I've been that I've been working on. So one is we do have new podcasts coming from Ooh. people from from brand new people. And Lara, you you you've talked in the past about like how you don't want to if you, if you say the thing you probably won't do it. Yep. And we even talked about research once that said that if you once you say it you already feel a degree of success which makes you less likely to follow through. So I'll just say that there are there are other shows that I'm working on and I'm and I'm trying to reach out to people and I'm and right now I want to this is like a, a very uh, casual and, and informal way of recruiting. <laughs> I think I've done it like behind the scenes, but now I'm, I want to do it more verbally of recruiting other people so I can help them help to give them a platform. Like, I don't know, like, Laura, what happened when I met you? You had started a blog. I did. You had a wonderful blog. I did. With like one of the best logos. I, I, I know. It was amazing. It was and then you stopped writing. It's because I started grad school. That's what it. That's what it was. <laughs> Actually, so when you finished grad school, what happened? <laughs> I had more time, and then I was like, I have time for things other than writing. And I, I always say I want to do more writing, and I need someone to kick my butt. And I've told my wife to kick my butt, so maybe, maybe it'll happen. I'm not making promises because then I won't let myself down. Because um, I say it every like six months, uh, <laughs> but. I do have a lot of things swimming in my head after playing uh, God of War recently, and I may or may not be able to put them down. There's a, it's a lot of like deep stuff. So, uh, hmm. so look, so, look maybe for it in the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, you say you want somebody to kick your butt, mm-hmm. and and actually, I'll throw this, I'll throw this out to to Ali too. Ali, do you write as as often as you used to? Do you, do you update your blog anymore? Um, well, I write less for my blog than I do uh, for my YouTube channel. Um, so a lot of people don't think of it as writing, but probably about two-thirds of my episodes are all scripted. Um, so I do a lot of writing there, and um, that is... The hard part of that is that's like step one, <laughs> And then it's the uh, filming and then the post uh, production and the editing and all of that. So um, that's where most of my writing goes nowadays. But do you wish that you still blogged? Is that something that you want to do still? Yeah, I do. Um, The challenge for me, like you were saying before, is um, I think things have gotten more busy since I became a dad. And I've had to reprioritize a lot of uh, where my time goes. Um, Time at work, time with family, time doing things like this, um, time working on my channel. And uh, like Laura, uh, no, not Laura, uh, Laura, (laughs) as Laura was saying, um, being on Facebook, not as much. Like I've cut out a lot of social media from my life. I've turned off notifications for almost every every app except uh, SMS, um, just so I like am able to save those precious mi- minutes to do other things. 
Um, so I, I wish I could do more stuff, but I'm trying to just prioritize the things that are either most helpful for me, my family, or where I think I can make the biggest impact. And that's why um, joining this show was an awesome opportunity because I kind of just show up and that's about it. (laughs) I don't have to do a lot of uh, the back end. And one area where I feel like I can make the biggest impact and return on my investment are the the videos I've been kind of working on. So short short answer is yes. I wish I could write more for my blog. I do miss that. (laughs) because <laughs> it's a different voice that I have there. Uh, my blog yeah. was about psychology and science fiction, and my YouTube channel is much more about um, just psychology, broadly speaking. So um, I do miss it. So what you said about, like, you just need to show up, and that's kind of the offer that I made for you, right? I was like, right? listen, all you need to do is show up and be here, and then I'll take care of the rest. And right. I can I cannot possibly do that for everyone but I've been trying and I've been working on finding the closest thing possible to that without me going crazy or making it a full-time job for free. And, <laughs> and I, think, I think I'm slowly getting there. So I, I find that, you know, I've been learning a lot about how people's egos are working, right? So um, a lot of people want to just do their own thing. They want to have their own platform. And, and I get that. And so I've been trying to find a way to kind of, okay, what if you have your own podcast, but then it's on the network, but like on the network means it's pretty much a partnership. Like I don't own anything related to any of the other shows. Even if we host them on our website, everybody can come and go as they please. It's really just a partnership. Just like you guys can come and go. You guys don't have a contract, right? If one day, you know, Lauren wants to start her own show. I wouldn't be bitter and it would be okay. And she can just go. It's okay. You would be so bitter. <laughs> yeah, I'd never talk to her again. And <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I'm, I'm trying to find ways to, to facilitate a lot of the stuff that was just so hard on the front end. So, for example, I've, I've pretty much, I think, I've pretty much mastered how to, I can build you a website in, you know, in just a few minutes and get you set up and have you set up to, to go, right? Like all you, I can't do this stuff for you, but I can give you all the tools. And a lot of people don't want to spend, and I know I've, I've been there. It's like, I can't, I don't even want to spend $10 on a domain name because that $10 is valuable right now, you know? And, or, or to start a podcast, like it's a monthly expense. So by trying to help people out to, to kind of reduce or remove some of those barriers of entry, I hope that I'm able to help more people make stuff. Now, I think the hardest part is actually the the making of the stuff. But I also feel that the community, the camaraderie, like I'm not going to kick your butt into gear, Lara, t- for you to write. You oh know? no, you like you aren't. I, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think that's possible for most people. And I think that especially when you start getting like I've been there too. I've I've volunteered for sites and and then I just feel guilty because I haven't done the thing that I said I was going to do. So I've been trying the opposite and which is making it as easy as possible, but also giving people the freedom to make their own thing. I do try to shame people a little bit. Oh, you shame That's, me all the time. I try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But try like, to shame. I <laughs> You're successful at it. <laughs> You just heard my like whole thing like, yeah, I don't write, but I'm not going to make any excuses, but like you shame people. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I try to shame people like into into uh, consistency, maybe more quality, that kind of thing, right? It's like, oh, you're doing this full time. Like, well, maybe if we up the ante over here, we can we can show that. Oh, like you, you want to improve? I don't know, video quality. You want to do something differently. You want to do something that we're doing on our site. Like those resources, we can kind of we can share them. So I'm like subtly trying to shame everybody into like stepping up their game a little i don't know <laughs> but i'm i'm trying to be helpful so that we can share different stories again like uh the fact that we have a spanish language um blog is is so cool it's so cool to me because i speak spanish i can write in spanish but writing is the hardest thing in the world for me that's why that's why i podcast and I love that we have that. That if somebody comes to me, it's like, "Do you have anything in Spanish?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Or somebody who speaks Spanish can f- learn about geek therapy through there, and then still have access to to all these resources. Um, that's really exciting. And I won't go into any more details about some of the other people that I've talked to and, and some of the things that are, I'm I'm working on on sort of joining the network and and other blogs. But so again, this is like an open invitation. If you have an idea or you want to do something that is related to this, you know, this broad idea of using a geek culture for good, using these things that you know and are so passionate about to do good in the world, and you don't know where to start or you, you just have an idea, eventually I'm going to start a kind of like a formal program to, to, to get people in. I have a few ideas for that. But right now, just reach out to us. Just email me. Just hello at geektherapy.com. Let me know if you have any ideas. And if you know someone who has talked about like, oh, they want to start a blog or they want to do a podcast or even a video series, like I, we have enough content creators of the community that we can really help each other out. That's, in, that's in kind of an open invitation. Our sponsor for this episode is the Plus 7 Intelligence Podcast hosted by Chess Hall. It's a podcast about how games impact people and how the games we play influence our lives in surprising ways. Chess promises it is sure to challenge what you think you know about video games. He interviewed me a while back in Season 1, and he'll be interviewing some names you may recognize from this show in Season 2, which launches June 11th. The second season starts off talking to medical doctors, psychologists, and game designers in a series on games and mental health in which you'll cover everything from gaming addiction to how games can be used to treat mental health. Later on in the season, he'll be talking about how games are revolutionizing education and how they impact society at large. You can listen to and subscribe to all episodes of Plus 7 Intelligence on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite podcast directory. Again, it's Plus 7 Intelligence. Make sure to spell it all out when you're searching for it. P-L-U-S space the number 7 space intelligence. And make sure to tell Chess that you heard about the show here on the Geek Therapy Network. Yeah, I think one of the things that's been great about geek therapy is how much you um going back to the beginning of the podcast work to amplify other people's voices and i remember that very specifically at um i think we were hanging out at new york comic-con at the geek therapy table uh you remember that this way? yeah i do yeah <laughs> uh, paid that, for by steve kuniak <laughs> yeah yeah that was a fun day um and we had a lot of discussions um with other people about what geek therapy is and what it means but you and i had a lot of discussions and i remember you saying very specifically that you want to um, bring light to what everyone out there is doing and um share that with the world and i think that is so unique in this environment and in this space 
because a lot of people do want to amplify their own voices. Um, that's on one end. And on the other end, it's quite difficult to collaborate. Everyone's busy. Everyone's working really hard. Everyone's got a lot of stuff going on in their life. And um, it's not that easy to work together and create something online. Um, and it's been great to see the original podcast evolved to what it is and to see the network grow and to see it be a network because a lot of voices have been amplified in this process. Um, and I would say to anyone who's listening who does want to uh, get involved, has something they want to share, you want to tell your story, um, this community has been really supportive in, in doing that. I've met a lot of cool people, including Laura and Lauren, uh, but even more people um, through this network and everyone's been cool and supportive that's awesome and it's it's rare especially on the internet to to find that yeah and i mean if they're listening to this i hope they know that already (laughs) (laughs) um but you know you mentioned about collaborating in in youtube isn't that such a big part of growing your channel oh totally totally i i've learned i've learned it's it's not only doing a collab but it's everything behind the scenes that goes into doing a collab. So the the times that I have collaborated with other YouTubers, either on my channel, uh, youtube.com slash the psych show, or on someone else's channel, uh, it's the process of working together, of learning how they create a video, how they script things, how they edit things, sharing what I know. Um, all the times I feel like I've leveled up in my... Um, video production, it's really come from a collab and it's come from that experience. And uh, there's a, a community called We Create EDU that I'm a part of that has been amazing for this. It's a bunch of other educational YouTubers who just share what they know. Uh, there's a Slack group. They uh, review each other's channels, give each other's feedback. Um, they share resources. I don't think you can you can do stuff like this uh, on your own. You can. It's hard, though. And um, I think a lot of online content creators often feel that imposter syndrome. I feel it all the time. I think, Lauren, you were talking about that. I feel that all the time myself. And um, we have so much to learn from each other. And when we do, we realize all that stuff that we think um, we're the only ones feeling that way. We're not. And there's other people who feel that way. And there's other people who can help you get through whatever stuck point you're at. And, you know, a lot of content creators have very big aspirations and that's not necessarily what I'm trying to like. I'm not saying that I'm going to get you a million views or get you on the front page of, of Apple Podcasts. Like I don't, I don't know how to do that. That stuff is hard. <laughs> but I do just a want lot of money. To, that's that's how you do it, <laughs> and, and a lot of money too. Yeah. Um. But I. But like getting started, I think is so important. And once you have that platform, like once once you have everything there and you feel good about it, like it looks good and you have the network to help amplify it. And now with the forum, my, my goal is to any website that it's, it is on the network is all connected to the forum. So again, if you blog twice a year and one of those, like that blog is going to end up on the GT forum and other people will see it if they go there when they're going to check out other stuff, you know, and it, it all links together. And that's kind of the, what I'm hoping to accomplish and what I'm hoping that like to get people to get started because there's so many important stories out there and so many 
I don't know, just so much good stuff that, uh, I, you know, the, the way it really started was me interviewing people so that they would share their stories. And over the years, I've been very, very uh, frustrated because I've tried to pretty much push people into making stuff or to doing things and and they didn't. That's why, again, now I'm trying to facilitate versus uh, push. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink Mm-mm. or nope. podcast. Even or if blog. you shove its head into the <laughs> water, you tape a straw to it, it's nothing. It's, it's, uh, it's really hard. Yep. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, man. One of the things that I, I like to encourage people to do is also – um, think about the medium that is best for you and you might not know, but other people can help you figure that out, uh, to see what, what kind of matches like Josue, you were saying, uh, that writing can be difficult for you. So podcast was a good match, but also the, you know, who's the audience you want to reach. I like to really encourage people to find a way to share their story with uh, a local community that means a lot to them. So maybe that means, doing more in-person storytelling um, and that kind of stuff. There, there's so many ways to uh, share your story and to um, to help people. Um, and I, I'm, I'm 100% behind you, what you're saying, Josue. We need more people sharing their awesome stories. I, I like Laura's writing a lot. I think she's a great writer. And I'm so glad that for years now, you know, She's been with me on the podcast every week, but I could never get Lara to speak in public. <laughs> never. Well, no, I've been on a couple panels. I will do public speaking if I have someone with me. If you're I, one of, of many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's fine, right? That's good. That's a good thing too. Which is to why know. I enjoy writing. I can, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. put my words. There's no face there. It's good. <laughs> So I've given you all my thoughts. Are there any, and, and Ali, you shared some really good tips on just like content creation in, in, in general and, and community and how we can help each other out. Is there anything else that you guys think that we we could do that maybe we haven't done? Like a way to to bring people in or something that we can offer or something that's maybe missing from, from our community or communities like this in general who have a, a goal like this to just bring people in and encourage people to share their story? IRL events. I think that's the the times when I've been able to meet people like you, Josue, this is how we became friends, right? We connected on Twitter and then we met at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, that IRL connection um, can be such a, um, such a powerful deepening of online relationships. And I just so wish there was a easy way not only the four of us, but everyone else that we've uh, we've met through the network could uh, meet in person and and hang out and um, just do more stuff together. One of the reasons why I'm, I've hoped that whether it was geek therapy or something else, right? At some point, like we had a banner where we could kind of all say like identify with the community, so that because we have people in different locations, you can always talk about the community wherever you are in person, invite people in, and then bring people on. And that happens now, finally, like after all these years, that does uh, happen. But yeah, I agree. And something like, Laura and I have talked about this in the past. I mean, we're all going to San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe we should try to actually have some sort of meetup, mm-hmm. you know? Even if it's just a handful of people, that could be a very meaningful encounter. 
it would be awesome. Ali, like you mentioned before, it takes a lot of money to do a lot of things, right? right. Like to travel, to go to different events, it would be, it's prohibitively expensive. But to take advantage of the times when we are in the same place, that'd be great. Yeah, I met one person who uh, listened to my uh, now retired podcast at San Diego Comic-Con. And it was the awesomest moment. Like <laughs> to be able to like I I had no idea you know you you sometimes create stuff and you put it out there and you put your blood sweat and tears into it and you don't know if it's making the kind of difference that that you're hoping it does and then to meet someone in person who apparently had been listening to it week week in and week out and w- was describing like what it meant to them um, it was so meaningful to me. Um, just gave me all the warm and fuzzies and gave me so much motivation to keep making great content. And um, just to have those discussions and to hear from other people. I think there's a lot of people, Laura, like you were saying, uh, public speaking might be hard for you if if you're doing it, doing it alone. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people in communities like Geek Therapy, it can be hard to share a comment online. And it can be hard to submit something to the question queue. It can be hard to put something out there on Twitter. Um, and for some people, it's just a little bit easier in person. And so I I, um, I wish there was a super easy way to do that. I think you all should totally um, do some kind of meetup at Comic-Con. That would be, that's an awesome idea. What else? Any other Any other ideas? Coming from a gaming background, I think a good idea is hats. (laughs) (laughs) Please elaborate. Well, you know, if we add hats, people will buy the loot boxes. (laughs) (laughs) How do we... mm, hmm, hmm. I'll have to think on this some more. I'll come back. I'll come back with my hat plan for for the Geek Therapy Network. (laughs) I mean, and and speaking of gaming, right? That's why that's why we're on Twitch, and like, where can we? And that's why we have a Discord, right? It's, the idea is to th- those places are very specifically designed or or catered to people who like games, and we like games, right? And we can mm-hmm. we can ha- part of the the community is there. I mean, honestly, I really enjoy our streams now <laughs> because there's always there's always people there. It's always it's always fun. Um, and it does feel like a corner of the community, you know? And would you have people who are like, maybe watch the Twitch streams, but aren't necessarily on Facebook, but they are on the Discord, or you do see them on Twitter. Like once you start seeing those connections and that overlap, I don't know, I get really excited about it because it really does feel like a community. It was really cool watching E3 coverage with everybody on the Twitch stream. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah much, much better than the actual like the hosted Twitch stream <laughs> much nicer over on our, our end. And that was something that came up in the discord. Someone said, mm-hmm. are you guys going to do like an E3 thing? Are you going to host the different um, events? And I think the suggestion was that we kind of live stream it and do commentary while it was happening. I was like, well, that's probably too much, but we can. And at first I was like, no, there's no way we could do this. But then I, I figured out how to do it and we were able to host them and, and be there. I was at every single one. I think, Lauren, you and I were the only ones at the PC one, but pretty much on every other one, uh, you know, there were plenty of people there. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Laura, is there anything you think um, might might be helpful? 
extra life is on my mind. And I think mm, yeah. I think maybe there could be something like I don't want to give up my team that I do every year um, that's near and dear to my heart. But I would like to try and get something going. I think the community is a little bigger than every other year that we've tried to get people to join up and do extra life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be something cool. That's not till November, but it's always nice to start planning. So you mean like doing something um, like either like encouraging people to to sign up, either create a geek therapy team or their own teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the one year I did create a geek therapy team, and, and, and you, you were it, like, "No, but I have my rare I candy do, team." I do have my rare candy <laughs> team, and that's because. Um, I fundraise for my, almost my whole team, I think fundraises for the hospital, um, that treated me with my diabetes, hence rare candy. Um, except me. Except you. Um, <laughs> but that, but that's okay. That's why. Um, but I think something, some, we can, we can do something. I think that's another opportunity an example of, um, geeking out for, for social causes and for, yeah for good. Um, last year, my team raised $5,000, I think, for the hospital, for Children's wow. Hospital, uh, UCSF Children's Hospitals. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the biggest year we've had. And I want to I want to keep that going. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so, you're right. That's a good that's a good opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm putting this question out there to to everybody listening and and i'll be setting sending an email out um kind of addressing this idea i'm going back to i've i've changed the the slogan for the uh for geek therapy many times but now you always change you change it like every six months come on no i do not that is not true that is a lie (laughs) it was the same for years and then i switched it and then i went back um but like geek out do good that's that's like it keeps it simple it's it's my like I always go back to that one and and that's kind of that's that's the idea that we're promoting and I think again like it can be exhausting to do it um on your own and I'm so glad that there's a community but I always feel that there's more that we can do. I was reading recently right it was like there's there's something that you really care about there's you there's always more that you think you can do. Like there's never a point where I'm like you know what I've given 100% to this. I've I've never gotten to that point. Which is funny cuz it's like you give it seems like to the rest of us, I think that you give more than a hundred percent. I I sometimes feel like I have nothing left, and then <laughs> and then you're like, no, I can still do it. I can still do, I can more. do more. Wait, before before you go forward, I do. I think I think we we should focus on that a little bit. You are amazing, Hostway. You put in so much effort, and the fact that you wanted to do a whole episode on Geek Therapy Radio, specifically telling people that you want to do more, that you want more people to get involved. And obviously there's an upper limit to what you can do, but the the fact that you've you've got this drive to keep growing and keep helping more people and keep connecting is like, it's really touching and I, I'm tearing up a little bit. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. You're crying. <laughs> Some, something that I... I I don't know, has helped me. Well, like just today I was, um, I was applying to, for, for a job and I literally fell asleep doing like filling out the information, <laughs> that thing. Like that is, that is just, I've told stories about this before. <laughs> um, that is how my ADHD seems to, um, display, uh, like literally my brain practically shuts down. 
uh, when I'm doing certain things. But when I'm doing this, it, it doesn't. Like when when I'm doing when I'm thinking about doing something uh, related to geek therapy or bringing other people on, or like somebody has an idea and then I try to work with them to make it a reality, like that's I feel alive. So it's not it's not hard in that sense. I, I really enjoy doing it. You know, in, in terms of obstacles and things, like I've, I've been trying, I'm always trying to think what can I do to help people like move forward. And I know for me, there have been times when if I don't do it at the moment, like right then when the idea comes to me, it's never going to happen. It's, or it's gonna be, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The idea may still stay there, but the, like I, th- I think that there's like a very small window of opportunity. It's not impossible to go to something. Like, I still think we can do something with the library. But to be honest, like, for two years now, like, what what have we done? And that that's frustrating. But I still can't shake the idea. So I know, like, the forum was something that came. Like, I had thought about it for a while. But one day, I, I had a very, uh, I don't know what to call it. But, it, like, I had a very clear idea. And I was like, I need to do this right now. And and then what we have now practically came from working really hard for, a, and, and I mean like just a couple hours was just actually going and doing all the stuff and researching and just, and finding out how to do it, um, but like doing it at the moment. So that's that's a part of what I'm trying to do too, uh, just like help people in that moment. We're like, I have an idea. It's like boom, let's do it. That's how psych tech happened. Like uh, Kelly talked to me about an idea that she had, and then I I blew that idea up into something much bigger, and then put a deadline on and like within a week and a half we were recording the first episode and she did not like she had not decided to commit to a hundred episode podcast that was not what she wanted to do at all <laughs> but uh that's what i do okay so let's wrap up with our weekly geek therapy segment where we talk about something that was therapeutic in the most general sense it either made you feel good helped you get through something throughout this week so i'm curious lauren you got something yeah, um, I just watched the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger, and that was pretty cool. I'm intrigued to see uh, more of that. I've never read those books or anything, so I'm, I'm going in blind. Um, but it's pretty cool so far. And uh, and then my other, my, my like legit geek therapy, um, I've been having another tough week. And uh, I've been, you know, I'm still playing Pokemon Go. And, and there has been something very therapeutic about being like, I have to go outside and stand in the sun for a few minutes. I have to walk around the block. I have to catch Pokemon. And then I come back and I feel a little bit better. Definitely the sunshine is good for me. <laughs> you catch anything good this week? Um, I caught, oh, uh, I completed some of my, my challenge goal things and, um, finally got an Articuno. So almost, almost have, uh, all of the 150 original. I'm I'm like six away. I'm so jelly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not close. I'm not close to that. I, I'm closer than he is, but not that yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, there was recently, I, I, it was the APA, I believe it was the American Psychological Association, who uh, they released a statement about how games like Pokemon Go, you know, AR games, um, the benefits that they have. They had an official statement on that. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Actually. Yay. Yeah, that's a good, again, like even small stories like that, I think, oh, so important. So good. Laura, you got anything? Oh, I def- I got it. I got two things. Um, oh, so the first, like I mentioned earlier, um, I've been playing God of War and I finished it. 
Um, and the first part of that is I'm super excited that I actually finished a video game. Uh, I, it's been, been a, a while. while. It's been a while <laughs> since I've actually finished a game. Um, and playing through that story has um, made me connect to my experiences of losing my mom at a young age. I think uh, Atreus is about the same age I was. Um, he's probably 10 or 11. So, yeah, I, uh, it, it's been interesting and eye-opening and, and made me feel all the feels and it, it's been good. Um, and it's super exciting to actually feel accomplished and, and finished, even though there's more to do to, in the game after you beat the story. So, unless you do everything first, which I should have done everything first, but... <laughs> Um, and the other thing is I watched the show Sense8. I finished the, the finale, um, that came out last week and oh my God, it was so good. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but if you have not watched that show, you should watch it. I just love, there are so many great characters on the show that are so relatable and they they, even in intense action scenes and stuff, there will be moments where I just start giggling at something somebody says or does, and it's great. It has all the representation. It has all of it. All of it from all over the world, <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of genders, all kinds of uh, sexualities, all kinds of races. You got everything. It's great. So watch it. You'll you'll relate to somebody on the show. Somebody. <laughs> Plus, there's a ton of cuties. Oh, so many. So many smoochies. <laughs> so many smoochies. <laughs> Ali, do you have anything this week? Yeah, I got a couple of quickies. Uh, my wife and I are big musical fans, so last week's Tony Awards would definitely be a big uh, geek therapy moment. Uh, Sarah Berrios and uh, Josh Groban were hosting, and they were both just incredibly adorable together. Um the intro and outro song were both um, originally written by Sarah Berrios, I think. And it just, it felt so much like her musical style. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Did a uh, really nice job with that. And uh, just a fun thing for my wife and I to do together. I also uh, dis- discovered a band called Beta to the Max. Has anyone else, does anyone else <laughs> listen to them? Yeah, Lauren? No, but that's I, an amazing no, name. Yeah, that's a great name. Uh, check them out. So uh, they're uh, awesome name. And they're a chiptunes band, so if you're not familiar, okay. it's Ooh, yeah, it's like yeah, music like inspired that. by 8-bit video games, and they're a great one. Um, I just discovered them from a recommendation on another podcast, and I've uh, been listening to them a lot this week, and it's just, it brings in the right amount of nostalgia for 8-bit gaming, as well as something that's refreshingly new. Nice, nice. Uh, my Geek Therapy for the week was definitely E3. I know you said that one last week, but it's technically still E3 week. And, <laughs> uh, it is it is so good every year. It has been wonderful. And like like uh, Lauren said, uh, and Laura, uh, like watching the shows with everybody uh, in the community was, was, was a lot of fun because I never do that. I always watch them on my own and I don't put on the chat in, in like whatever live stream I'm watching because usually no, it's... and then you just text people after to let them know what happened that got yeah. you so excited <laughs> but you can do it live now 
I could do it live with with other people, and it was it was so great. I, I love E three. I talked about that last week. It is it is it honestly is my favorite time of year. There's so much uh, good stuff that was announced. Um, now I I don't know how I'm going to budget for all the stuff I want to get for the next year, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Oh man, yeah, that was that's pretty much it. What was uh, the uh, most geek therapy moment for you from E three? Was I, can I can I guess? Go for it. The Smash Bros. reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so in this in the sense of excitement, yeah, because uh, I think without a doubt that was because um, that was the one that got the most like excitement out of you in the chat. I think that was that was like wish fulfillment. That was like mm-hmm. if you could have any one thing, what would it be? Because they gave you everything you want. Every single thing that I wanted, I got. And that never happens. <laughs> not in gaming, not in life. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And it was one of those moments where like, I can't believe this is happening. I cannot believe this is happening. Um, yeah, Ali, there was a moment where they're showing the different people in the roster. And at some point, they showed Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And right after that, they said, that's right, everyone is here. So essentially, they uh, they showed 68 different characters oh that are going to be gosh. in the game. <laughs> Every oh single gosh. character that's ever been in Smash is in Smash. Yep. All the past yep. characters. Wow. Every single one. So my so boy like, Ryu's in there, Sonic's in there. Ryu, mm-hmm. Sonic, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but There's... you know who's not there? Waluigi. Waluigi. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Poor guy. Uh, he's in assist trophy, which is, you know, like a slap in the face. But you know. <laughs> he's in the game somehow. I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, you can like defeat him and knock him off the stage, but you can't like play as him. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty much one of those. Like that is that is I haven't had a moment like that in a, in a while. If so, I yeah. wanted to re-experience that, is that Nintendo Direct uh, on YouTube right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you can and you can just see the actual Smash reveal separately too. It's also But there's available. lots of goodies in that Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's cool. lots of good stuff. Yeah. There there were lots of surprises. There was lots of good stuff uh this year. I love it. And I'm still listening to podcasts that are like you know, just dissecting everything that happened and they're still interviewing things that were happening. Well, I guess not anymore. I mean, it's it's I guess it's officially done today. But, but folks, uh, who who won E3? So, I mean, you know, I have. I think it's opinion. Nintendo. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Nintendo. I liked. I mean, as far as like number of games that I was excited about, the PC show had the had the most. But um, <laughs> as it should be. Uh, I yeah, think, I think that should be the case every year. Yeah, yeah. I think it also had like just the most games shown, anyways. So it's kind of not not a fair measure. But there's a lot of cool games coming yeah. out. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I really liked the Sony show. Yeah, I think I think Sony. Like, if I had to declare a winner, I would declare it Sony, because they were like, "Yeah, like we're just going to show you these awesome games, and they're so awesome, and they're exclusive." And it was, yeah, it was. I was the most impressed by everything that uh, Sony did, even though their show was like not so great. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my answer to Devolver Digital because I'm afraid that lady will come and murder me if I don't pick her as the winner. <laughs> oh, we three was so great. It was. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely cheers me up. And again, like it gives me, it gives me stuff to look forward to um, for for a really long time. And I I I love that. Who doesn't like stuff to to look forward to? 
So again, recapping uh, what what I said before, if you have an an idea that you want to bring into the world that you think fits into kind of the the general message that we're talking about, or just you think feels right in our community, let me know. Um, I've been surprised by some of the ideas that I've that I've heard, and I think that it's it's not up to like it's not up to to any particular person to decide what is or isn't necessarily a, a good fit. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. Um, I didn't talk about educators uh, before, but that's a big part of it. I think teachers are probably in the best position to use a lot of geek culture to really connect with their students and teach things. Uh, so, so definitely I want to do some, some stuff in that area or I want to hear more voices in that area too. Can I say something this way that I yes. probably should have said before? Um, yes. I mean, use us to workshop your ideas. Like w- one of the things that really held me back for a long time was thinking that uh, this idea I have has to be perfect before I launch it or before I even get feedback from other people. But what I've found that has been most helpful is to get feedback from people early on and to use that to um, further grow whatever my idea is. So if you just want feedback or idea or want to kick something around, um, I think we would all um, be happy to, to help you with that. Yeah, yeah. Don't just send us your super best, greatest ideas. Send us your weird, maybe adjacent ideas. Or, <laughs> this is kind of good. I don't know. Maybe it's only good to me. Send us those ideas, too. I mean, I mean I'm interested. Lauren's idea was hats. So. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can at least beat hats. Like that's easy. You guys got this. <laughs> or your seventeen ideas, and and I'm gonna put uh, like everybody on the Geek Therapy Network on the spot. Like, ask for feedback. There's so many times when I'm I'm like I come up to people. I'm like, hey guys, uh, so what do you think of this particular thing? How's that working? It's like, oh yeah, we don't like them. Like, so, so like, why aren't we do something, <laughs> doing something about it? Did you ask anyone for feedback? Did you want to maybe improve that area? You know, I mean, I don't understand why, and it's hard for me too. Um, I don't do it as much as I, as I would like to, but like, I feel that we don't do that enough. Like now that we're, we're connected, we're not asking for enough feedback. Um, I really like that, Ali. Yeah. There's definitely uh, room to grow. And uh, yeah, and again, we, we've changed our mind about what we're doing tons of times. How many times has your channel kind of changed focus, your YouTube channel? So many times. <laughs> so many times. So many times so that my um, my favorite thing to do and also the most horrifying thing to, to do to myself is to sort videos by date and go early first. <laughs> because then you can see some YouTubers early videos and i guarantee you they're always horrible they're so horrible compared to where that uh person is right now but what's cool about that is you see how people grow and change over time it's really um we all grow we all change we all uh pivot and that's the process of of creating stuff there was someone there's someone in our community who had a blog and then after a while they stopped updating this blog and then mm-hmm. they killed the blog. I was like, why did you do that? Like, what? It's like, oh, I haven't updated it in a while. But I'm like, no, but like the, there's still value there and then you can change or you can improve and like there's that whole story. Um, I really like, there's a YouTube channel I really like called um, MKBHD. It's a tech oh, he's uh, awesome. channel. 
Yeah, he records in like 8K with uh, with the dragon red cameras. With the red, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and his first video is like him when he's 15 yeah, on, yeah. His, on his webcam, and it's still there. It's, it's he's so reviewing funny. his HP, his mom's HP uh, yeah. laptop. Yeah, but yeah. The, he's a really great example where you can see his change and evolution and w- how he started to experiment with different things and maybe launched a series and then said, oh, you know, that's not a good fit and then tried something else. Um, I, th- I think uh, you can, any creator that you really like, go back and see some of their early stuff and then see how they've evolved over time. Like this channel, or this is not a channel, like this podcast, Um it's grown and changed and evolved, um, and it's it's awesome to see that evolution. Recently, Ali and I had um, talked about his channel, and then I remember you were like, no, you're so right, and then this and this, and then two days later, it's like, no, I changed my mind. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> In a week, it changed two or three times. Less than a week. Was, yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> the whiplash was incredible. <laughs> that was the thing. I wasn't happy with the frequency at which I was putting out videos. And I reached out to you, Josue, to bounce some ideas about what might be more sustainable. And then I pitched some stuff to you and gave me feedback. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't don't like that. (laughs) 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 And you're like, okay. You know, I think your feedback ended up being just make more stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. that does sound like host way. <laughs> yep, I pretty much said, shut the fuck up and just make something already. And uh, here we are, yeah. There we are. If you, if you want, if you want uh, that treatment from me, email us at hello at there. <laughs> is so nice and kind. <laughs> oh, man. Join us on the forum, the, 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 the best geek therapy place there is now, at forum.geektherapy.com. Always check us out on Twitter. Uh, we're at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. And then one last thing. Uh, one of the main reasons why I want to make sure that there are more people on Geek Therapy and, and in the community and making stuff is because I, I not only can I not make stuff all the time, but I won't be able to all the time, like next week when I won't be here, which is uh, kind of exciting. It'll be the first time that I'm not on the show. So you guys have to run with it. I don't think we even know how to record. If you guys want to witness a a disaster, (laughs) car wreck in process, (laughs) listen next week. We're gonna we're gonna do the whole episode and then realize we forget to hit we forgot to hit the record button. (laughs) I trust you. I trust you to do that much. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah, so check, come back next week uh, for that, and I'll be See back. If we've in... been totally canceled by then. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to work with you ever again, uh, and I'll be back in two weeks. All right, but the show will be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.